Hey, this is Quentin Moore, and I'm the pastor of the Father's House, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope the message inspires you, gives you faith, and lets you see that God is truly moving in your life. We hope you enjoy today's message. We'll do it. If you got a Bible, I'm going to jump to two or three places this morning. I'm going to end up in the book of Daniel. I'm going to end up in Daniel chapter 10. I've been talking to you about breakthrough, and I believe that every breakthrough is a breakdown of limiting belief systems that you have allowed to be placed within your mindset, within your frame, and that God has to break down those limiting belief systems that we have about ourselves, about God, about others, and that we have to recognize that there is an enemy that resists our breakthrough. There is an enemy that doesn't want the Holy Spirit to work in your life. There's an enemy that doesn't want you to realize who you are and that the Bible is true and that the promises are for you and that you can have a better and more abundant and flourishing life. There's an enemy and his strategy is to lie to you. His strategy is to tell you you're too tall, too skinny, too fat, too old, too young, uh, that you've messed up too much. That you're, his, his strategy is to tell you that if you just do that, you'd be like this. His strategy is all about green beans. If you eat your green beans, you grow up to be big and strong. If you eat your green beans and big and strong, you get a good... It, it just, if, 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 if. The enemy wants to lie to you. But the truth of the matter is, is that God is always trying to reveal to you who He is, who you are, and all that He has planted on the inside of you. And that we truly are in bondage to the lies that we've accepted about ourselves and about God. And the easiest time to spread a lie is in a trauma. The easiest time to get somebody to swallow something that's not true is when they're going through pain. So that when they're, when they're being hurt, when they're being abused, when they're going through uh, a season of sickness, a season of those kinds of things, anytime there's a traumatic experience going on, we are susceptible to believe lies. It's your fault. What did you do to deserve this? If only you had, if you should have, if maybe, it's because of you. So the enemy takes advantage of times of trials and trauma and tribulations, and he makes suggestions in there that you could have avoided this if, or you're no better than. And so, or it's never going to get any better. And so when we go through pandemics, when we go through world wars, when we go through seasons of stress, that's when the enemy can slide in there and begin to offer to us ideas and thoughts that aren't true. And in my humble opinion, the church is supposed to be the bastion of truth. The church is supposed to be the place, the people of God, where healing is the norm. And I'll say that again. I think healing is to be the norm. And the healing that we are supposed to be able to give to the world is first of all deep within our soul so that we understand the truth of who we are and that we're at peace with ourselves and with God and that the, the center of healing moving out of the people of God brings peace into our mind and our will and our emotions and as we prosper in our soul so then our physical body would begin to line up with that. But, but real frankly, the enemy has come generally in these moments to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and to rob us of that reality. 
<clears throat> Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 40, he, he makes these kinds of statements. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. We live in a time when the enemy wants to rob us of our faith, of our trust in God. The enemy wants to keep us from believing that God is for us, not against us. And if we're not careful, when we get under pressure, we'll begin to doubt that God has our best interest at heart. In the latter days, it says that there'll be deceiving spirits and even demons that'll go to work to try to rob us of the fact that God is on our side that he's with us, that he loves us, that he sustains us. Because faith is not in the acquisition of pink Cadillacs or in the acquisition of success. Faith is about the stability of knowing that God will never leave me or forsake me, that I can remain stable in the midst of unstable times. And that if we could recognize that faith is then the substance of this hope that I have in God and the enemy wants to rob me of that hope and leave me hopeless. The enemy wants to rob me of that peace and leave me all stressed out. So the fight that's against us is against this faith. The enemy doesn't want you to have faith this morning because if you have faith, you can speak to mountains. If you have faith, you can overcome. The enemy doesn't want you to live in that your pathology is not a prediction of who you are. I have faith that your symptoms are not going to be the truth of who you are. I have faith that your behavior at the current moment is not the prophetic reality of who you are. I have faith that there's more in you than you can see. I have faith that God has unhappy. He's not going to leave you unfulfilled. That he is working to accomplish through you so much more. I also know that there's an enemy that wars against you. Also know that he doesn't want you to begin to think like a winner. He doesn't want you to begin to think like an overcomer. He doesn't want you to think like somebody who's victorious. He doesn't want you to think that that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That he, He wants to confuse you. He wants to oppress you. The enemy wants to get you off balance and unstable. A Christian ease... Christian ease world that puts the center back on how you behave and what you do in order to impress God. And the truth of the matter is, is Jesus Christ is the center and he said it's finished and he gave you. Come on, look at somebody say, you're already a winner. You're already an overcomer. You're already an achiever. You, you can. Wondered if we started talking to one another in that fashion that we'd recognize how many barriers we would break if we wouldn't establish these. The enemy doesn't want you to break through those barriers. The enemy doesn't want you to break down that way of feeling and thinking. The enemy doesn't want you to get outside of that. The enemy wants you troubled and he wants you afraid and he wants you anxious. These kids, when they come down here, all they really know is that when they get there, they know there's more than them. When when you feel the presence of God, all of a sudden you realize there's more than you. You may not even understand what it is, but you realize there's more to this than you. 
And when you ever begin to realize there's more in you than you, then you begin to realize I don't have to depend on just me. Because if there's more in me than just me, there's hope for me. Oh, well, you didn't, you didn't. But I know me. If there's only me in here, I got trouble. But when I realize there's more in me than me, then I know I got hope. And then when I begin to realize that I might be the temple of God and who's living in me might be that God. Oh, come on. Touch your neighbor and say, you are the place where he resides. If you ever realize that he lays down in your house, that you are the house of God, those aren't just words, that he lives and moves and has his being inside of you, that there's, hmm. In other words, he moved into you, he bought a fixer upper. (laughs) You are his DIY project. Oh, you come on. You got to get this. He's better than Joanna and what's his name. And never God will connect you to a conversation that will never be heard on CNN or FOX. That there is a conversation above the opinions of humanity. There is a conversation that is higher than the evaluation of what can be observed or sold on news media. And that conversation takes place in a prayer language that not is just a grocery list. But it is the resident of God on the inside of you who is praying through you in things that you do not understand and you do not know. And you will not survive the things of this world until you can step into that unknown conversation. And you don't want to look at me and say, oh, that's just a Pentecostal thing. No, it's called a B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. It's in there. And it says that when the Holy Spirit descended, they began a conversation that was unattainable through mental telepathy. How do you survive in the midst of pandemics the same way you survived in the persecutions of the early church? You received the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit initiated a conversation that rose above the thoughts, the patterns, and the ideas that had filled your mind. Because you see, the thoughts, the patterns, the ideas, the opinions that fill your mind will filter the things that come from God. It'll hinder the things that come from God. And the Holy Spirit can pierce through all those thoughts that are contrary to you. The Holy Spirit will pierce through that stuff up here. And all of a sudden, he'll replace your deceptive thoughts with thoughts of truth. The spirit of truth will prevail. And the protocols and the procedures, oh, I could teach you three points and motivate you. Or I can connect you to the patterns and the protocols that will allow you to participate in the kingdom of heaven. And when you participate in the kingdom of heaven, suddenly he'll reprogram you and you'll break through those. And to step into the fire, most of us are praying to get out of the fire rather than to meet the one who controls the fire. Able to lay with the lions of the times and not be devoured. Hmm. And Daniel becomes an old man. And as an old man, he begins to realize, I don't really understand what's taking place. We've been in captivity for years, and I really don't understand. Have you ever lived long enough that you just didn't get it anymore? I don't know about you. I'm old enough now to know I don't think I know what I need to know. But I do know that I don't know what I need to know. 
And the more people try to tell me what it is I need to know, the more I realize they don't know either what I ought to know. <laughs> right? And to come to that moment where I need a word from God. I need Daniel chapter 10, verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three whole weeks. Have you ever just been in mourning? Just in grieving? I mean, just head over heels, upside down. This is not what I expected. Have you ever had your expectations dashed? Let me just tell you, all of life's disappointments are the results of unrealistic expectations. If you want to feel better, change your expectations. Most people have this expectation of married and then they get married. That'll, that'll preach. Most people have this expectation of that new car. And even with delayed timing, that payment still comes. You'll get it in a minute. Most people have set expectations in their lives, and then upon achieving that expectation, they realize, if I'd have only known, I wouldn't have asked. Have you ever got what you wanted, only to find out that's not what you wanted? Yeah. Expectations. People mourn, get depressed, because having arrived, they realize I haven't yet arrived. And Daniel had survived fiery furnaces and lion's dens. He had survived. And only after having survived captivity was he unhappy with the fact that he soon. Because then you got to drive back up that dirt road. Have you ever been up that dirt road? <laughs> if you've never been to my kids' house, that road, whew, 13 seconds. And I had to drive back up that road and go, ah, we won. And they're all looking at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's dangerous to give up. Some of you need to hear me. You've been praying that a minute. Keep praying it. Keep praying it. We got something better than Patrick. His name is Jesus. His name is, oh well. It's dangerous to give up too soon. It's, it's dangerous to pack it in just because the enemy comes in and ramsacks your family at Ziglag. David said, well, wait a minute. Do I pursue it's dangerous to stop. It's dangerous. Well, pastor, when am I going to get my breakthrough? Don't stop. Pastor, when am I going to break through this? Well, don't stop. Stay persistent. It's never hopeless. Don't give up. Don't get bitter. Don't cave in. Because Daniel waited 21 days before an angel appeared. I think I could wait 21 days if... Hmm. I've seen an angel or two once or twice. They're shocking. Shocking, shocking. Uh, to, to literally think that there's angels working in our lives. You see, most of us in the 21st century, we don't want to think that angels are working. And if we do, we remember touched by an angel. What a joke. Every time I've experienced the presence of an angel, it wasn't. See, if we are patient, if we can stay in the process and in the habit, if you're going to break through in this season of 2022, listen to me, it's not going to come on your time frame. You're going to have to persist just a little longer in that habit of prayer. You're going to have to persist just a little longer in that habit of abstinence. You're going to have to hang in there just a little longer. If I have to wait a lifetime to see them come to pass, they will come to pass. Most people give up on a word and move on to the next one. No, but to stand on that, I... He said, I heard your words. I've been coming to you. Say with me. He heard me. 
even when you don't feel like he heard you, he heard you from the very first day that you... And yet, there is a resistance in the air. There is a resistance in the heavens. There is this, there is this thing that persists, these arguments, these things that hang and that hinder. Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day you set your heart but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief priests, has come to help me. For I had been left alone there in the kings of Persia. Do you understand there's a war going on in the heavenlies? Do, do, or do you just watch Game of Thrones and think that's... I'm just serious. I mean, people watch things on TV and they get entertained by it. And the truth of the matter is what's going on in the spiritual world is far more entertaining. If I could just pull the heavens back and let you see what's taking place, it's far more exciting than Marvel. Everybody's waiting for the next Marvel movie. You do understand they've stole our story. Our stories are filled with Hananiah's and Daniel's and Paul's. And David's. And there's a war going on in the heavens. And those things that are up there in the sky are trying to prevent the words of God from coming into your place. Now let me pull it into your microcosm. It's in your head. It's in your head. In your head are all kinds of these ideas, thought patterns, deceptions that you get built up and that you think you are and who you are and what you're not and what you want and what you don't want. And God's trying to penetrate through your ideas and your vain imaginations and tell you the truth about you. Tell you the truth about who you can be. And you're all caught up in the BS that's running around up there. Hmm. He said, what? You'll get it in a minute. See, it's our own thoughts that the angels have to break through. It's our own things that we've settled that the angel has to break through, that the Holy Spirit, and some of it's religious. A lot of it is religious. I mean, it's religious in the sense that if you don't measure up, you don't get in. It's religious in the sense that you deserve this, or you don't deserve that, or, you're, or it's projected holiness, you do understand that people that are projecting self-righteousness, they themselves have a problem. Oh, well. But we have to cut through all that. We have to break through that. And, have to, and I'm here to tell you, God's trying to break through all of that cloudiness in your mind and set a truth inside of you. And you hear me, you don't want to get caught up in the stuff of this world. I have enough to take care of right here. Right here. Right here. And if this can be renewed by a breakthrough of a word from God, yes. if this can be, he said, it's, it's taken me 21 days to fight through your false assumptions about yourself. It's taken me 21 days to penetrate through all of those posers that you have in your head. Do you know what I mean by posers? Fakers. You know, Pretend things, you know, all those. <laughs> Never mind, Quentin. He says it's taken me 21 days to penetrate through that. In fact, I had to call back for support. It's dangerous to give up too soon. Because in the midst of your weakness, God's about to reveal to you more than you ever imagined. I love this verse that Jesus says for the kingdom of heaven. 
suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I've preached that for 40 years only to realize it was mistranslated. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent attack it daily. Did you know my mind is attacked daily? Things attack my mind. They, They attack, I hate commercials. Because commercials attack my mind. I can be minding my own business, but, but the television says I need. And the, the television flashes these series. You, you know, one of the reasons I've stopped listening much to social media is because it's filled with commercials. You didn't know that, huh? Oh, no, the commercials on social media are tailor-made for you. They have these algorithms, and they read your mind, and they know just all of our... Do you know it's hard to talk to somebody that has a victim mentality? The whole world's against me. My mom was against me. My dog's against me. The church is against me. My boss is against me. Nobody likes me. It's hard to talk to somebody who's a victim. They're just grasshoppers, right? Just, it's hard to talk to somebody that's bitter, has a bitter mentality. They're just bitter. It's hard to work through an entitlement. You ever try to work through somebody that's entitled? I deserve, I deserve, I deserve, I deserve, right? Oh, well, don't do that one. How to, God has to penetrate through those mentalities that we've established in our life in order to get us to recognize that God has something far greater for us than we've ever imagined. 21 days he had to fight to break through those things in the sky, those things in my head. I wonder how long it's taken him to break through mine. I wonder how long it takes for him to upset your apple cart and get in there and give you some truth about who you truly are. Daniel understood this reality because he had read the Bible. He knew the scriptures. Not only did he know he was a covenant child of God, he also knew that in 2 Chronicles, uh, that the chronicle there of the Old Testament says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and heal their land. If my people will seek to understand humble themselves, if my people will enter into a conversation that's beyond themselves, if my people will do that, I will hear and heal. And so Daniel, upon reading the scriptures, turned himself to understand. My friends, what if in 2022 we turned ourselves to understand? What if in 2022 we said, okay, We're going to push past these thoughts that we've had. We're going to push past these. Let's just push past them. I submit to you there's breakthrough. I submit to you there's stuff we don't know. I submit to you that there's things about ourselves we don't know. I submit to you that there's healing that we have yet to imagine. There's healing. We think about healing as let me pray for you and your knee will be well. How about a healing that lets you know you are like God? Oh, you didn't get it. How about a healing that would release you from being reduced to being human only? How about, how about a healing so that you knew that you're not just flesh and blood? How about a healing that would restore you into the reality that you were created in the image and the likeness of God? How about a healing so that you can never be deceived again? 
if you do this, if you do that. A little bit about covenant relationships might say to us, if you stay long enough, you might experience more than you ever imagined. How about Joseph? You remember Joseph? You know, the one that they dug a hole, threw him in a pit, sold his coat, sold him into slavery. He went into prison. You remember Joseph? His brothers were all against him. It was the end of the world. It was the end of the world. And he he makes some statement like, they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. I wonder what Joseph would say to us today. 13 seconds. I am so fed up with people telling me, it's the end of the world. Do you know what God can do in 13 seconds? Even it is 13 seconds. If one day is like a thousand years, 13 seconds must be another 300. I'm just saying, even if it's tick, 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 God could still save four generations of people before he blinks. So while you're panicked about this could be the end of the world, I'm just wondering what God can do in these 13 seconds. See, I haven't got time to focus on or I'll miss it and have to drive back up that dirt road. Thank God for Devo. What about those three Hebrew children that got thrown in the fiery furnace? Hmm. I love their arrogance. Say, well, I don't know whether you can throw us in there or not. You know, you, what could God do? 21 days. I handed you a little book. I do it every year about this time. I do it every year. Why do you do this every year? Because every year you need to reset. Because every year you need to stop and set aside time and say, God, what do you want to talk to me about now? Every year you need to live in a habit of saying, God, I need to rethink this. God, I need to reset this. God, I need, what, what have I allowed to slip into me that I shouldn't have allowed to slip into me? God, I need, you see, I, I don't know much, but I do know that if you don't lift iron, you don't look like that. I do know that if you don't do the habits of praying, you don't ever get to become. I do know that you have to participate in this. I do know that you have to take responsibility to pull your mind Am I making any sense? So I haven't got any big bam. I just, I just want to look at you and say 21 days. 21 days. Well, I haven't even started. You can start today. We didn't limit it. <laughs> I wonder what Lazarus would say. <laughs> the room service sucked. <laughs> it was cold in there. There were no lights. I, I was all alone. Nobody. Wonder what Lazarus say. I can say wimp. <clears throat> cry baby, cry baby, sitting on the bed. What would Lazarus say to us? It's dangerous to give up too soon. It's dangerous not to stay in that process of allowing God to change your mind. <laughs> To blame somebody else. I, I, I love Mary and Martha. I, I love the question God asked of them. 
Where'd you put him? Where, where, where'd you put the boy? Where, where, and you move, the, move that thing. If we're going to break through and rise to all that God has for us, we're going to have to take God back to that place where we buried something. Where did we bury our faith? Where did we bury our hope? Where did we bury our joy? Where did we bury our passion? Where, where did we stop believing? Where did we give up? Where did, where did that, where is that? And here's the reality of it is, that will hurt. It, it, it'll, it'll hurt emotionally to go back to that place where you buried that hurt that died and you'll cry. In order to experience breakthrough, you generally have to go back to that place of your greatest pain. You generally have to go back to the place of your greatest disappointment. And you have to go, that's where you let me down. Lord, you let me down. Have you ever felt let down? God, you let me down. I had expected, I had hoped that once I got sober, I'd never have to fight that again. I had hoped that once I got out of debt, I'd never have to battle that credit card temptation. I had hoped, am I making any sense? God, I prayed to you, and that boy died. I even called you, and you didn't come, and that boy died. See, what keeps us from challenging the deceptions in our own mind is we'll still hurt over that. And church, we're supposed to be able to help people that are hurting. Church, we're supposed to be able to help people when they're in pain. But we can't help people that are in pain if we're unwilling to sit with them in the pain. I can't help you if you're unwilling to lift the veil and say, this is where I hurt. Uh, there is... <laughs> There does have to be this honesty, this deep, deep honesty of I'm caught and I'm trapped in these thoughts, and these thoughts are the results of this disappointment. Boy, this just isn't, am I getting anywhere with you? I could three, preach you three points in motivation. Or I could challenge those thoughts and patterns in your mind that are rooted in the realities of your own disappointments and hurt. Thus you feel justified to hold on to them. Did you get anything here? The reason why we hold on to those ideas, thought patterns, lies, and deceptions is because they came out of a moment in our life that was deeply hurtful. And so we feel justified in holding on to those things. Listen, you pay $180 an hour plus for this. More than once. I'm giving it to you totally free. See, the reason I hold on to those limiting beliefs is because they're justified by the deep pain of which I accepted them. Boy, this is good. 
And I'm begging you to go back and show him this is where I got hurt. This is where I got disappointed. (sighs) And I lowered my expectations of God because that didn't turn out the way I wanted it. Am I in your drawers yet? We've all got them. We all got them. I don't understand why I've been in captivity for 70 years, God, but I'm not moving from here until I understand. He says, I've been sending the word to you for 21 days, but there is a place in the heavenlies that doesn't want you to know the truth because if I get the truth to you, you'll go free. And if you go free, am I making sense? What's your pastor trying to say to you? Don't give up too soon. It's dangerous to get in the car and drive home when you got Patrick Mahone's holding the football. <laughs> I know, Stephanie. My brain just I can see Stephanie going. <laughs> but you could miss the greatest game of because you gave up too soon. And you know what's funny is I even gave up too soon and went home and it didn't keep Pat from winning. He won. I just didn't get to see it. In real time. In real time. I backed it up. Did you get the story? Even when you give up, he doesn't stop. Even when you give up and go home, he'll win the thing without you. went ahead and did that anyway. It had nothing to do with me. But I missed the moment because I went home too soon. I bet I don't do that today. (laughs) Hallelujah. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray turning from those wicked thoughts, repent. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Can you feel that? Pastor, why do you pray every day? Because today is a day that maybe he'll break through some of those deceptive thoughts in me. I don't pray because I want him to answer my grocery list. I pray because every day he breaks through something inside of me. Set something aright inside of me. Does he answer my prayers? Yes, 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 yes. But can I tell you the greatest thing he does is me on the inside of me. Hallelujah. I have a little bit of a time here. Would you just close your eyes? your eyes closed would you just take him to that spot that place where you begin to lower your expectations of God that place where maybe you hurt 
Jesus, take him to that place. Hallelujah. Lord, for every individual in this room, for everybody at home, I pray that in that place of tears, in that place of sorrow, that, Lord, you'd step into that place with them, that you'd take that pain, that suffering, that, Lord, you'd rewire, you'd re... Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. I glorify your name. I praise you. That's where breakthrough is. Lord, I pray right now that you give breakthrough to everyone in this room. To begin to show them things they've never seen. To help them to believe higher than they've ever believed. I bind the enemy and I release the power of God. hope the message truly inspired you today. If it did, do a couple things for me. Subscribe to our show and it'll just drop right into your feed and you can stay current with all that we're doing. The second thing is, is if you've been impacted by this ministry, you can click the link right there in front of you and you can become one of our givers and that'll help us to keep spreading the gospel and the good news around the world. Everyone needs to hear the good news right now, maybe more than any other time. So God bless and I'll see you next time.